very somber mood here in the Delaware Valley. Johnny's explaining it well. Johnny Cash in this song is all of us. As we are grieving this morning, this afternoon. It's a bad day. For the city of Philadelphia, for the entire fan bases, our grandfathers, our grandparents who have perished in various wars. <laughs> this is a sad day. <laughs> That's when I lost it. I was going to say, like, I was going to continue to see if there was, like, more dramatic things that, that I could say. That was an Oscar going to the taps. We're, we're in London or something with Pat vaping in the studio, and John's going to have a fit. <laughs> I'll ghost hit it. That was so okay. I would ghost it. I would not hit the vape anymore in here because of the pandemic. Anyway. But anyway. So, Vince, it's wonderful to be back here. We are alive. We are healthy. We are well. Taylor behind the glass. We are from Vince, the nosebleeds. We are from the nosebleeds. Vince by my side. As we always. Have, we have two special guests. Our first special guest joined us last week, Patrick O'Leary, who just turned 23 years old. <laughs> Happy birthday, Happy Pat. Happy birthday, Pat. Taylor's thank looking at him like, you. God damn it, if I could go back. Give it up. If it's I not going to get any better from here. Years, <laughs> oh, just wait, Pat. It's oh. not going to get any better. And, and, and the other voice that you just heard, without getting introduced, is Patrick Robert Doyle, my brother. You can he, just call me Doyle. Now, Patrick's <laughs> been with us through thick and thin. He's been on four episodes of our various podcasts we've had over the years, and that's the amount that he's listened to, four. So welcome back, Pat. Probably less than that. Thank you very much. <laughs> he just skips to like where he talks. I'm kidding. I'm, an, just I, I'm an avid fan. I'm such a big fan that they they decided that I was the person who knows them the best. Yeah, well, it's good to, it's good <laughs> to see you, Pat. I mean, you hardly talk to me unless we're doing this. Yeah. So it's great to be back. Uh, it sucks. was a somber day yesterday. Yeah, Vince. it sucks these guys had to be here on such a uh, sad day. Yeah, Patrick, what, what, what's your thoughts, Patrick O'Leary? See, I, I, ha- I have to decipher. <laughs> now, you're more of a Sixers guy. Patrick was so excited to watch the Sixers game for his birthday. His parents had us over. We had pizza. We had cake. It was it was great. His sister, Marielle, baked us both a cake. Mm-hmm. She's a great baker, by the way, Taylor. So if you ever want some cake, you, you can hit Pat's sister, Marielle, up. And <laughs> She's 15, though, so be careful. <laughs> yeah, be care- I don't mean it like that. I mean, see, you're the one that makes it weird. Anyway. I didn't even say anything. No, you didn't, but now you're on <laughs> Megan's Law. No. So, yeah. so, Pat, let's start with the Sixers game. We were very excited for game two. Uh, Joel Embiid well, was going to carry this we team. Because I wasn't excited. Well, Vince, actually, let's start with you because you are the host of the show. So, Co-host. pipe down. So, well, well, both of your thoughts. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. I said coming into this series, the Sixers were going to lose. Now, I'm not rooting for them to lose. Obviously, I'm a fan, but I'm realistic. Absolutely. Did and you bet I, on the Celtics? Yeah. <laughs> low, I'm low-key a Celtics fan. It's, no, it's, it's a safe bet. As, as, as long as Brett Brown is the coach of this team <laughs> mm-hmm. and we are without Ben Simmons, I had no faith in this team at all. Well, and that's how a lot of people felt going into yesterday's game. Now, you have the fake WIP callers that say, oh, let's go. We're so excited. We can bounce back, this and that. But then you look on Twitter, and there was a lot of pessimism with regards to the Sixers, strictly because of Simmons being out and also how this roster is constructed. Kemba Walker today was uh, in an interview, and he was asked about the way the 76ers are guarding him, and his quote was, it's different. I really haven't had this much space in a very long time. Brett Brown needs to be kicked out of this city now. I don't care if we're in the middle of a, a series. He's got to so, go. So I was actually with a, um, a, a group of people last night, a small group. Don't worry, COVID people. A small group of people. We're all fine. 
And uh, one, one of the kids that was there last night actually was calling for Brett Brown to be arrested at halftime. <laughs> he was calling for Brett Brown to be arrested at halftime. And I should honestly, I honestly, Steve Bannon was indicted today, by the way, in the Trump administration. I think it should have been Brett Brown. I think Brett Brown should have been indicted by the FBI today for his lack treason. of uh, for treason <laughs> to the to the city of Philadelphia. I mean, when you have opposing players coming Damn out it. and saying like. I can't believe how open this defensive scheme is leaving me. You have a problem. So I don't mm-hmm. understand like how far they. Everyone like I'm by far a knowledgeable person with basketball, but I am absolutely perplexed with the amount of people that know things about basketball saying how poorly this roster is constructed. The reason why I'm perplexed is. How do you make it through a regular season with a roster that is constructed so poorly, as everyone's saying, and make it to the postseason to even play against the Boston Celtics? Well, you got the the star power. It's just like once like you kind of get uh, a different world in the playoffs where teams that aren't constructed properly don't succeed. Right. Like as long as you have players like Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons for a majority of the season, you're going to make the postseason. And first of all, what what's, what seed are we like the? F- we're the sixth we're seed. The sixth sixth seed. Right. It's not like we made a great seeding. We're here. the sixth like, seed, and we're paying more money for people than we paid in years, mm-hmm. like when we were the three seed. Like when we were the exactly. three seed, it was just Embiid. It was Simmons in his rookie year, uh, if you really wanted to call him a rookie, yeah. Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Um, <laughs> and it was just a bunch of role players around him who could sp- mm-hmm. who could space the floor, yep. and we ended up doing really well. We I, we won a playoff series that year. We yeah. beat the Heat. But here, um, we almost beat the Raptors. Yeah. But here's my problem. I just called for uh, Brett Brown to get indicted by the federal government. But my problem is, if a team is so poorly constructed, what's gonna what what does removing the head coach do immediately? Nothing. Imme- immediately, it Nothing. doesn't do much. But you would improve on things like defensive scheme and rotation. But the majority problem, the number one problem, is the roster itself, and that's on Elton Brand. And mm-hmm. I mean. It's a toss-up whether you want him to get fired now or give him another year, but a lot of folks say it's on the onus is on Elton Brand, which is true because he's the general manager. He's he calls like he constructs the team basically. We right? also have an owner that that's doesn't exactly give a where fuck I was about going. Winning. I was going to Josh Harris. Well, also you got to think about the front office. That's also a lot of it's left over from Colangelo. Where yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they need to like, thank thanks to the NBA for pushing that fucking disgrace of a yeah. family onto us and yep. just shitting all over everything we had built. Now. Taylor, there's a lot of people. I'm going to bring you in because, you know, somebody needs to help you over there. Uh, there's a lot of people. <laughs> Excuse me? There's a lot of Twitter people saying, like, I mean, these are Sixers fans that I followed, that I put up with on my timeline, that are really like, uh, what do you call it? Go hung? Hung. Gung ho. Gung ho. people for the Sixers. Go, go hung. I don't know. <laughs> Hong Kong. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's a place in, 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 in Italy. China. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> spit it out. So they're saying, all right, I'm a diehard Sixers fan, but we've looked so horrible in this series against the Celtics right now that we want to get swept so they can burn it to the ground. They literally said burn it to the ground. Now, yeah. how can these guys burn it to the ground without getting rid of every single person in the front office plus the head coach? And is that a, a possibility at all, do you think? I mean, I'm in. All right, yeah. so you're, yeah. I'm acting like he's an NBA insider. I mean, we're at the point now where every single player on this roster should have not be safe except for Joel and Ben and exactly. arguably yep. to Matisse. No. 
He's the only trade piece you got. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, you're also, th- so that's you're also th- a very unfortunate part. So, Taylor, yes. you're saying that Matisse Thibel is uh, expendable. Is on the, oh, yeah. absolutely every, on the table. Seamus, okay. let me make this clear to you. Every I'm single listening. player on this roster, yes. except for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, is expendable. Okay. They all can right, all fair. go for all Well, Tobias fair. could be expendable, but if he's not going to be yeah, just because of the contract that he's on. And I mean, honestly, going into the playoffs, I kind of had high hopes for Tobias because he's done well all year. It's just he's shrunk in this series. I don't know if it's the way they're guarding him. Um, I mean, He's Brad, Stevens, Brad Stevens has a way of shutting down good players. He always has. I mean, you know, we see it every time. But you know what's going to happen? It's, it's crazy to watch on the other side of the floor a coach make adjustments throughout the game yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. go with the flow. These are things that Brett doesn't do well. Like, once, like, the Sixers come off as a soft team to me. Once they're down, I don't have faith they're going to come back. Yep. And once they're up, what's the first thing you think of? When are they going to, when, when are they and how are the they going to blow this? Like, they come off as a soft team to me. We could be up by 20, and it's pretty much like if we win this, it'll probably be on a buzzer beater. Pat, we were watching the game yesterday celebrating your birthday. You were 10 seltzers deep five minutes into the whole thing, which is <laughs> absurd to me. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely absurd. The, hey, yeah, man, birthday. the amount that you can drink is honestly like, <laughs> Wait, like how it is you? impressive. How, how many seltzers can you drink down? Up uh, Six, and I'm on my ass. Six? <laughs> I don't know. Do you give me six? Because it's seltzers. What's the over-under on that? Oh, I don't uh, know. I would take the under. <laughs> since you're a parlaying man, I would take the heavy under. A parlaying man. You got to take the over on me, though. <laughs> take the over on this guy. Over I on swear to God. Any number you get. How me, many, how many regular beers could you drink? How many regular? Okay, so here's here's how like my liver has been functioning recently. <laughs> so I've been working like a decent amount, like five, six days a week. So like I tend to not like to drink, as you will attest, Pat, Uh the day before I have work, which is most days. Sure. Because I'm afraid that I'm going to sleep in, I'm going to roll in, feeling hammered and hungover all at the same time, and my boss is going to judge me. Yeah. And I don't want that on me. I I just don't want to deal with it. So uh, that being said, I don't drink often. So this last week I've been off, okay? And I've been starting to say, oh, I can drink. Congratulations. Thanks. I, I can drink some things, right? I can drink some beers, right? I'll have three, four beers, and I'll like be like, oh, that's it, that's enough. <laughs> and I used to when I was fat, when I was morbidly obese. <laughs> you were not to, morbid, as you knew and, last. And, and, oh, you didn't see. I, that. I, I he was, was morbid. Yeah, he get a really good. That was not morbid. So uh-huh. he, had, he had his own gravitational pull yeah. at one point. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. When I was fatter, I was able to. I, I was still always a lightweight, but at least I was able to consume more beers. Like I, I could have what? eight. Listen, I can sacrifice. Meaning, meaning that I wouldn't pass out after three or four beers. I would pass out after like eight, nine beers. I feel like, like that's still like not that much. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a yeah. lot for me. He's like, being honest. Like if I wanted yeah, to have a really good time, if I wanted to have a really good time and just get blitzed, I would I would go to the to the Highland Beverage, not a sponsor, but hello, <laughs> to the Highland Beverage in Havertown and oh. say, hey. Well, I didn't say anything. I walk into the freezer and I grab uh, <laughs> a, a six pack of Bud Light Platt bottles. And a six pack. And then he would say hi. And then I I would say hi to Tony. He's a nice guy. The son's okay. He always thinks I have a fake ID. Meanwhile, I'm 25. But whatever. That's a different story. But so I grab the plats, and I'm good like for the for the two days probably. I could have those six Bud Light plats and be drunk for two days. Bud Light plats. Yeah, they're they're disgusting. Yeah, they're they are. I like them. Why do you why do you buy them? To get fucked up, of course. Well, it's because so I went through a phase where I'd buy them all the time, and Seamus followed suit. Unfortunately for him, I'll never forget. There was one time I walked into his house and they were having a party, and uh, they had all been drinking already for like three hours. So I was like, all right, well I have to catch up. So I immediately poured four Bud Light platinums into a beer bong and. 
chugged it all. The rest is history. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, Taylor, we can ha- honestly have an entire show dedicated to, to the absurd <clears throat> parties that we've had at our house, but we're not going to do that because it could get me into legal trouble. We'll as probably in your, go to the jail. house that you sleep in. Yes, as yes. in the house that I... Uh, There's uh, been some good times And my stepbrother over here, I mean brother over here, <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> oh, by the way, bring in the DNA test, you're adopted. No, I'm kidding. That would, that would be good for ratings. That would be good for me. We would have, <laughs> hey, fuck Chris Hansen as my dream guest. I would have Marvy, Mar, uh, Maury Povich come in, whatever the hell his name is, 89 years old. You probably, are the father. He looks so much younger than us, which is absurd. Uh, speak for yourself. I mean, that's debatable. It's but called it, Botox. But anyway, yeah, classic surgery. But anyway, uh, let me do one more story about the insane house parties that we had. Yeah, we got a round back to the Sixers, so hurry this <laughs> up. And then we'll bookend at this Josh Richardson like last week. So... <laughs> So we had uh, we had tickets for Bowling for Soup, right? You oh. know the band. Oh, Debbie just hit the wall. Yeah. She never you don't had like it all. It's that it, one. it's it's like a, if a cartoon became a band for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I mean, it's because I do the Jimmy Neutron theme song. So he doesn't like and, and the, the Phineas and, 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 and Ferb song. <laughs> well, they prove my point. <laughs> yeah. They actually have an episode of Phineas and Ferb where they come in and play it as a cartoon. Of course. They do. <laughs> so we go to the the Bowling for Soup concert, right? And for some, I just burped. Like, they're, they're massive. People. Anyway, <laughs> I should stop. Wait, did you go to a bowling for soup yes. concert? We were huge yeah. bowling for soup. We went to a bowling and, for and soup concert. We were concert. absolutely hammered. Oh mm-hmm. no! But, but it was the first. Oh, it was great. But this Obliterated. Was the, but this. Keep in mind, I'm still a lightweight. That's never changed, and it never will. But uh, we had a, uh, a a bottle of Calico Jack, right, <laughs> sitting in our house. What is that? Uh-huh. It's I have no idea. It's what gross it is. rum. Yeah, that's it's what it is. It's basically so the blad of rum. It's literally just shitty Captain Jack. Yeah, I yeah. guess is more or less. That's, that's a decent description. Okay. So I am like not the brightest person, as our listeners can tell. Hello, Periscope, Bubba Costello. What's up, buddy? Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's a guy that just joined. It's Bubba time. Nobody anyway, cares on the podcast. So here's the thing. <laughs> I know, nobody cares. But here's the thing. I took the beer bong, right? And I put some Calico Jack in there, and I, I beer bombed the Calico Jack. How much Jack. is some? Uh, not a lot, but like enough for me. Enough. And I threw up right away in my yeah. bathroom. And then I felt decent for the show. That's a good way to do <laughs> but it. But we had to stand Honestly. there, and I wasn't a big fan of like standing. Yeah. This was when he was fat. Again. This was when I was fat. Still not a fan uh-huh. of standing. But anyway, what, 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 what was the median age at this concert? Uh, Old 25, people. It was 26. weird. Really? Yeah. No, it was not 25, 26. It was not young people. Maybe it was like mid 30s. It was like it was it was early to late 30s mainly. Yeah. Basically Interesting. 30s. Yeah. But but like we were like decent. Uh, we were fans of theirs because we we would just get drunk at uh, these house parties and he would put on the bowling for soup. They make drunk songs. They and they make good so- songs. Like they, they make, make songs, songs that make me cry. I'm serious. What song? I am serious. Wait, please just listen. Of, listen to on, the Hangover You Don't mine. Deserve album. Put on Friend of Great Mine album. right now. Friends of Mine. It's called Friends of Mine. It will bring a tear to your eyes because you're going to think of all the friends you know, you No, we can just have. perform it for me. <laughs> yeah, give, give me a little taste. Well, it was ugly, but, but we, we made, made it this far. Some have gone, but I forget who they are. Now the hangovers are worse, but we get through them fine. <laughs> all right, stop there. Yeah, so it's enough. kind of like a nostalgic... <laughs> Uh, a, a I'm song. more angry than sad. It's like, <laughs> no, but it's like a nostalgic thing about your. You're looking back uh, at your at your past and thinking about all the fucked up shit you did, all the wacky shit you did with your friends growing up, and how that's, and how you're still friends, but you don't necessarily do the most wacky shit, but you're still wacky. So while we're on this pathetic note, we <laughs> could talk about the Sixers. Uh, oh yeah. So back to you Joshua know? Harris. Oh yeah. Um, Something sorry, needs to be done. So I'm sorry, Vince. I feel so bad. I took that off. Shameless just goes off the rails. I'm sorry, dude. At the end of the day, you know, I love it, but I, I'm all aboard the Hot Mess Express. I'm the con- nobody the loves it. I am the conductor of the Hot Mess Express. Um, 
Another note with the Sixers that I was going to say before we got <laughs> on another planet was... Um, bowling, to, bowling for soup is to music is what Brett Brown is to the Sixers. I, <laughs> I guess that's a fair point. That's a nice wow. segue right there. Nice segue. <laughs> talking about our roster, and I remember we were talking about Tobias Harris and how you had high hopes for him coming into the playoffs. Um, it just sucks. And not to say Joel Embiid does this, but like he's good throughout the year. But uh, I wish we had a player that... like got bigger in the big moments. You know what I mean? Like, Tobias Harris shrinks in big moments. Ben Simmons, we still don't know. He hasn't looked great in the playoffs before. He's played good defense. Defense, yes. Joel Joel does what he does. But, like, we need a player that, like, steps up. Like, Again, we're not going to get. I feel a like Joel is that player. He, can, I feel like I he mean, can be. He needs to be more consistent. I mean, it. we see it now. You know, he's absolutely dominating the Celtics. The numbers he's putting up are are really yeah. good. They could be higher if they had any capable ball handlers mm-hmm. of getting him the ball where he needs it. Right. But we've also seen that he got absolutely abused by Marcus All in the playoffs last year. I mean, on defense, like his. He he is invaluable on defense because if you look at the plus minus when he's off the court, it's just they take him out and the lead the, the lead is just gone, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he was still hold, always holding it down on defense, but he really did not show up last last year against the Raptors because Marcus All is is his father. He held him scoreless this year too. <laughs> Even Joel had uh, something to say about uh, Brett's defensive scheme, and he said something needs to change. Yeah. But uh, dude, like just imagine having a player like Dame Lillard. Like someone that just like when it's the biggest moment, he is going to. He's ball pulling up from the, the logo. Out. Like he's unreal. Like I yeah. mean, obviously we're not gonna get a player to that caliber, but like imagine having someone. Why don't that, we trade Simmons for Lillard? Stop. I mean, trade Simmons you, and because uh, nobody's taking that Damian deal. Lillard is way better. Trade than Simmons, Toby, uh, and Horford for Damian Lillard. And the OKC pick. <laughs> they would trade you the whole about. team before they traded you Damian Lillard. How do you know that? Literally, he willed them into the playoffs. There's a couple guys <laughs> who can do what Damian Lillard does, and one of them is Steph Curry, and he doesn't do it in the playoffs. Speaking of which, while we're on that note, people got to stop with the Steph Curry disrespect. Uh, people have been saying that, oh, Steph doesn't have range like Dame or this and that. Steph misses no, he one. Does. Steph he does. misses one season, and people forget how good he is. He does. Like, is this is this a real conversation? He does, but you know, watching Steph. It, if you watch him in the regular season, you know, his unanimous MVP season is arguably the greatest season in the history of basketball. Yeah, but I know when, you're going to say when, the when you look right? at the postseason, like, you know, he's always getting bailed out by somebody. If you, if you look at the year, the year that they that they beat the Cavs and they didn't have Kevin Durant, Andre Iguodala mm-hmm. got finals MVP over Steph. Also, the Cavs didn't have Love or Irving. Yeah. Worth n- yeah, def- definitely not. Not even saying not even saying that, you know. Like and the reasons Steph why getting, and Steph they was won, locked up by Matthew Delvedo. He, he mm-hmm. was, which was absolutely, yeah, that was absolutely pathetic. And even even when they got Durant, like you know, Durant was the Curry guy. clearly took a backseat and said, "Kevin Durant is better than me. We're going to give him these shots," and he hit all of them because he's Kevin Durant. It's going to be interesting to see the Warriors come back next year with a top draft pick and if uh, Clay and Steph are healthy. But yeah, I just want I just felt like people were being too disrespectful to Steph, like acting like he couldn't hold a candlestick to Dame. It's like. He I only, am not one of them. People people forget shit very quickly. He misses one season and suddenly it's like write him off. Like he's the greatest shooter in NBA history. Steph's better at making his own shot. Yeah. 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 By I, far. Yeah. I agree so with that. Uh, we're going to take a break on NBA TV and uh, we'll be back. Here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, 
I hate to interject like that. But uh, okay, Seamus, if you want to talk some baseball, you gotta get me involved. If you want to talk just, some baseball, can we just not? The first, the you first, gotta get me involved after I thing, went on a ten minute yeah. tangent about. You asked me to sing, damn it! You sh- you're lucky you're behind that glass. <laughs> first thing I got written down now here. Now for the Padres. Nah, that's okay. I'll just go fuck myself. No, go ahead. Go, <laughs> Keep cutting me go, off. Explain yourself to the people. I want to explain myself to you. All right, explain uh, yourself. One of the first things I got written down here that I wanted to talk with you about was the uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. situation. Yeah, Fernando Tatis <laughs> Jr., by the way, and Kate, legend. For, the, for the layman, for the layman, for the layman out there, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is not only one of the game's most young, exciting players uh, that we've seen in a long time. One of the faces of baseball. He is. He should be the face of baseball. This guy is young. He's athletic. He's oh, good. He's, he's electric. He's got swag. He's got. Every, he's got everything plus the talent. He's got, got what, 12 home runs? He's got everything going yeah. for him. And he's playing the Texas Rangers. Right. So the Rangers are in San Diego, right, in front of a sold-out crowd of zero. <laughs> and uh, so I, I don't know the the, the exact pitcher, the, the name of the pitcher. Do you? No, I don't. See, I didn't prepare for the show today, which is rare. It doesn't matter. But Some bum. Some bum, yeah, some bum. Uh, so he, so wait, what happens? They were up, they were up seven in the eighth. So the Rangers are up by I think seven. Up six, six. No, they, it was a seven. Was I seven? remember that they. So uh, the Rangers are up. Yeah, big. I saw this number a million times. On it, do, it doesn't even matter. The Rangers are up big. Fernando Tatis Jr. is hitting right for the San Diego yeah. Padres. He's got the bases loaded, three balls, no strikes. Right, this bum of a pitcher throws a fastball. Middle out, I would say, uh, like right down the middle, right down the fucking, right part. down the middle towards the outer half. Fernando Tatis is a major league baseball player. Major league baseball players, when they're hitting, swing at uh, pitches in the strike zone. Correct. Yeah. So because they're the object of the game is to try to get a base hit or, or more to drive in runs. That right. would be the objective of, of playing baseball offensively. Correct? Especially for a rookie who is trying to make his name and trying to get as much money as he can. Yeah, a when young he finally player, gets tr- an extension. Yeah. A young player trying to help his team, whatever. So he swings 3-0, hits a mammoth grand slam to right center field. And it was fucking awesome. Or it might have been right field. It made baseball and seem like it was fun for a little bit. And right? baseball <laughs> was fun until the end of the game. When his manager, a trading son of a bitch, a traitor of a manager, as Taylor's eating his salad, a traitor, and and, and also I'm not even as mad as as at his manager as I am uh, the Rangers manager for one reason, right? This guy, I'm not even going to say his name on the air, not only because I forget it, but because he doesn't deserve uh, uh, to be to be mentioned. His name's Chris Woodward. He, he, uh, so I just mentioned. I'm him. not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But listen, his name's Chris Woodward. He's a 239 career hitter in the major leagues. He was a utility player, and he gets up there and he says, "Oh my God, that is against the unwritten rules of baseball. He should be ashamed of himself. I am so upset with this." The unwritten rules of baseball are unwritten because if they were written down, they'd be fucking stupid. If I listen. Well, now, that's that's not even an unwritten rule. You know, you, you talk about unwritten rules. You you think okay, you know, a guy's crowding the plate or a guy hits a home run, takes too long going around the bases, does a ridiculous bat okay, flip. Yeah, but there's different. You're getting beamed the next pitch. That's yeah, that's that, an unwritten that's rule. And exactly, that's exactly right. And that's what I agree with. Me and Vince have had this conversation for years, saying, "Oh, I don't think it's right that he does this. It, it, it's the game policing itself." I am in favor of the game policing itself when it makes sense. If it's how it's always been, when it makes sense. Okay, it doesn't make sense to see a player 
swing 3-0, hit a grand slam for his team, to then be mad at that guy yeah. for playing the and game. And then hear I'm people crying pers- about it. Personally, to me, the only time I agree with people being thrown at is uh, the Astros being thrown at. <laughs> oh, absolutely. If you hit a home run and you celebrate, dude, who cares? Astros shame this tour. Is, and let me get into this. I have a plethora of problems with I this love the word Junior. plethora, and I just so, found out the definition. First of all, everyone's saying they have a big lead, they have a big lead. We just saw the Phillies go into a ninth inning up 13-1, and the game ended 13-8. And that's ex- is a seven-run lead that secure that's exactly right now not maybe, in baseball now maybe, no. for, now maybe for the Padres it might be a little more secure than it is for the Phillies but that's any of the other 29 <laughs> and, and clubs. you look at you look at if they yeah. tie the game up and it goes to extra innings you you're gonna exactly. run around second so, now so second so. of all what now the the manager of the Padres is gonna say he should have took a strike there yeah so okay let's say he goes down 3-1 yep what if the next pitch is down the pipe? Does he take another strike? All right. Does he? Uh, like, th- like, there's so many ways. Do you just want him to get out there? Like, but let's go further. His job. At the end of the day, these guys might play a game and they might be players, but they have a job to do, and their job is Absolutely. to get out there and perform. Entertain, Fern- too. Fernando Tatis. That is a real thing. Entertainment. Fernando Tatis gets paid to hit homers. Yes. He doesn't get paid to take strikes. No. And and here's my thing about I it. I would be requesting a fucking... I know he can't because he's a young player, but I'd be wanting off that team if my manager got in front of the media and stabbed me in the back, essentially, and didn't have my back. But I want to be crystal clear. I am on totally Fernando Tatis Jr. side here. 100%. And I am totally against Dude. his his skipper's uh, point of view and, of course, Chris Woodward. Remember last week when I said baseball has the softest people, yes. this is the kind of shit that I was talking about. I, I understand. About. I understand where you're coming from. In no other sport will you hear someone bitch, look how many like 50-point blowouts there are in the NBA or multiple touchdown blowouts in the NFL. Only in baseball can you be up by not even that uh, substantial of a margin and have another player just do his job and you get the whole team bitching about it after the game. But like going back to getting into uh, the manager's head there, uh, the, the uh, Padres manager's head, you, you brought up a good point in saying, well, what if he took that strike and the next pitch is right down the middle? Say the next pitch is right, right down the middle, he fouls it off. Now it's three balls, two strikes, bases loaded. Is he supposed to, as a courtesy, because he's up so big, just take strike three? Right, I don't get it. it. it the funniest the part about this same mentality. is that a couple years ago, the Rangers put up, not, not seven runs, the Rangers put up 30 runs on the Orioles and nine of them came in the ninth inning. Exactly right. And I remember that game. Josh Hamilton, who is, you know, we send our well wishes to. That guy's a disaster. Josh Hamilton uh, hit four home runs in that game at Camden Yards. So, yeah, I mean, that just goes to show. You're supposed to score until the game is over. Guess what? You don't want to be in that position. Don't don't get down seven runs. And don't work yourself into a 3-0 Count and like they call wonder, they call three zero count a batter's count a hitter's, for a, count. A hitter's yeah, count absolutely right like that's because you know it's going to get thrown down the pipe absolutely but here's another thing that I got that I have to say right are that what are they teaching like what are they teaching these guys now at, at the minor league level are they teaching them these unwritten rules as Taylor's staring into my soul I again are, are they are they teaching these guys these unwritten rules so like all right hey listen bases are loaded and we're up big. 3 uh, cookie right down the middle. You got to take that as a courtesy. I'm written rule. Look, man. This, it, I mean, it's a joke. It can't. I can't state enough how often baseball shoots itself in the foot. Who wants to watch a sport that is half cheating and the other half is old men gatekeeping, bitching about unwritten rules? Who wants to watch that sport? While I, we're talking about how shitty the MLB is, did you guys see Trevor Bauer's tweet today? I was Trevor Bauer's great. That, yeah. Listen, listen. Everyone's saying, hold on, before you before you go on. 
everyone's either saying Trump Biden 2020 or Trump uh, Pence uh, 2020 or Biden Harris 2020. I want Trevor Bauer to be the president of the United States. And Joe Kelly to be his and, vice. And or Joe at, Kelly at to least be the MLB. Or, yeah, <laughs> at least, yeah, yeah, at least the players. If they're not going to give him the whole country, at least give him. I the would give him the plays. entire universe. But go ahead. But so he tweeted today. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read it verbatim. For everyone wondering why I didn't wear the cleats tonight, he's he's talking about he wanted to wear cleats that say free Joe Kelly on them. You guys because right. right. Joe Kelly got suspended for, he threw it for some more soft shit yeah. that the MLB has uh they're just they're just full of soft shit. I agree. But so the reason why he couldn't wear the cleats is because the MLB threatened to eject him and suspend him and levy unprecedented fines against him. Um and he couldn't put his teammates at risk like that. Earlier in the year, the MLB said players could put whatever they wanted on their cleats so long as it wasn't political or offensive. Apparently, Rob is not a fan of players following his rules because it's not political at all to say free Joe Kelly. Um, And it leaves you wondering how following the rules can equal ejection, suspension, a fine, and cheating your way to a World Series could result in no ejection, no suspension, no fine. And he pretty much just called out the entire ownership of the MLB because they are a bunch and of I'm, I'm pussies. Gl- I'm glad you brought that up, Pat, because it, it actually heartened me to see a lot of uh, players from around the game. This Taylor's like really going in on the salad over there. <laughs> we we have to get a camera crew in here at some point just to like he's. I feel like and we're like he's since he's behind glass. I feel like we're at a zoo of some sort. Here we're goes watching. Seamus. Here goes Seamus. We are watching the, uh, the, the Taylor uh, alone. We are watching the producer eat his lunch, and 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 John Creighton is the one that feeds him. It's like he's like the zookeeper. <laughs> Eric's father is the zookeeper for for Come Taylor. On. Come on, and Seamus. he leaves some food in the in the other room. Back to the topic. Well, I mean, the guy's staring into my soul, eating, eating a bunch of. He's interested in what you have to say. All right, what was I going to say? Uh, here's exactly. what I, here's what, what I was. Hold on. All here's right, what back I was to the NBA. Say. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. It heartened me right, to see Bob. play. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good call. <laughs> it heartened me to see players from around the league saying uh, tweets like, "Oh, I don't play by unwritten rules." That made me feel that was good. Great. That made me that feel great. Uh, very good. While we're on the topic of Trevor Bauer, did you see his tweet about Tatis? He and that noise in the background is Taylor's uh, oh spoon up against the bowl. Anyway, <laughs> he tweeted hey, uh, and added him. He said, hey, listen up. Keep swinging 3-0 if you want to, no matter what the game situation is. Keep hitting homers no matter what the situation is. Keep bringing energy and flash to baseball and making it fun. The only thing you did wrong was apologize. Stop I, that. That's beautiful. And that's and, coming and, from and, a pitcher, too. Right. And he should not have apologized. Do you think he should have apologized, Vince? No. No. His manager should have had... And the only reason he did apologize is because his manager yep. stabbed him He's in the back. He's being a team player. Had his manager taken up for him... He would not have apologized, but he felt like he had no choice. Oh, I agree with that. What do you think about this whole situation, O'Leary? No, I totally agree because the fact that you are telling a guy that's supposed to swing at pitches not to swing at a pitch is fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. Like, <laughs> just because it might hurt somebody's like feelings. Saying, yeah, really. Like, like, what is this? Like, you're getting paid when, millions of right. dollars to do what? Oh, hit a ball into the fucking stands. And you like, know, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's it's all for entertainment. And yeah, you know, taking the pitch when you could hit a grand slam, an, an absolute bomb. Like, at the end of the day, when you're getting paid to be an entertainer, how can you tell someone not to entertain? Mm-hmm. I know? agree with that. Now, Pat, you played baseball for uh, St. Dennis out in the yeah, I did. Great, the Great Havertown. Did, did any coach say anything to you like that? Never Fuck swing no. 3-0? See, they, no. they, should, they should train these players I've like they train. I've never heard that before. I've never heard. I've, I have, but I know it's... <laughs> you know, I've gotten the take call before. It's absolute yeah. bullshit. Like, if you know it's going to be a meatball served right in the middle, why wouldn't you 
bomb put it. that thing in the. I've, I mean, the, one of the things is like, all right, you, you might not want to swing at the first pitch because you want to see what he has. But like, that's a completely different situation. That's, yeah, like, that's, <laughs> that's different. But also, uh, now Vince. Oh, Vince. I was going to say, I have another MLB scandal. I all right, let's go. All right, all right, hit me with another MLB scandal. The uh, the Reds announcer. I forget oh. his name. So Tom Brenneman goes yeah. on uh, the Fox Sports Ohio yesterday, right? What exactly did he say? I so, need to hear this. So they're coming back from a commercial break. Well, we right? can't say it here. They're coming, but well, we can, said, but I'm not going to. He says, uh, he, he refers to Kansas City. Was it the City. F-slur? Yes. yes. He refers to Kansas City as the f Capital of, as of the, the world. F capital of the world. Are now, you now? Here's where I have a I have a problem with that entire thing. Obviously, it's wow. a rep, it's a repulsive, disgusting, vitriolic statement. But here's what I don't understand. Seamus is going to war with people. On oh, oh my god, this, it was great. This the guy, fun capital. This yeah, the fun capital. You could I mean you the could fun put it capital. that way. You All know right. you could put it that way, but that's not what he said, and it was disgusting what he said. And, and it's disgusting. Now, the only reason why this hack, Tom Brenneman, has a job is because of his father, Marty Brenneman, the legendary Reds announcers. Everybody in this room doesn't know it, but everybody abroad knows uh, right. that, that Marty Brenneman was a fantastic announcer f- uh, for, for the Reds. So that's the reason why his son has a job. He also calls football games for Fox Sports and everything else. So they cut back from a commercial break. The Reds are playing a doubleheader against it doesn't matter. Uh, the Royals. The, the Royals. Well, that makes sense, actually, because that's, he was City. referring to Kansas City. And I guess it was a hot mic, or he spoke too soon mm-hmm. before coming back to the, to, to the telecast. And uh, he goes on and he says, the F cap- uh, Kansas City is the F capital of the world. And uh, the, the, if there's anything funny in this, and, and it's not funny, it's more ironic. It's that uh, when he was issuing his apology. This is the best thing oh I've my ever God. seen. Nicholas Castellanos. Uh, was at the plate, and he hits a ball over the fence. So Tom Brenneman's in the middle of this fake apology. Wait, in the middle of a game? Yeah. And th- so yeah. He, he, so he, what he happened said, during the broadcast? This was his call. He's yeah. he's apologizing. He goes, I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith as there's a drive deep to left center field, <laughs> and the Reds go up 4 nothing. And You can't make po- that up without po- skipping a beat. The poetic justice at the end of this is the home run hit landed right in front of a Planet Fitness sign that said the judgment-free zone. The judgment-free <laughs> Castellanos hit the ball into the judgment-free zone as Brenneman, this bigot, loser, is apologizing. Uh, is apologizing. Issuing a so do you apology. think this guy's going to get fired? or? Well, they kicked him yeah, off the broadcast yeah, in the fifth done. inning like but, but, immediately but, after but, that. Okay. And then, but let me... Let me yeah. I'm pretty sure they announced today they're pulling him. Yeah. Let me backtrack real He's quick. He's suspended indefinitely. I know that. Let, let me backtrack real quick, anything. though. So it was a, a doubleheader. I believe he made the slur in game one. And they let him go on to game two, and there was outrage on Twitter that he was broadcasting in game two. So he goes on, apologizes in about the fifth inning, and then says, "Hey, this other guy's going to take you the rest of the way. I don't think I'm ever going to put this uh, headphone on again, headset on." Again. I don't understand how you can have a job, be a professional broadcaster, and make a mistake like that. It just absolutely boggles my mind because this isn't the first time that this has happened. It's great when remember it comes the, to like uh, the he's out of his cotton pick in mind. Do you remember uh, that? that? Yeah. How Russell do Westbrook. you how do you say that? How are you a person who is talking to millions of people and you don't have the discretion to, to say, I probably shouldn't say that? Well, not only that. that, we can go back to Don like, Imus. Remember when Dom, Don Imus was, was saying horrible racial slurs against the uh, women's Rutgers? You've uh, lost the room. Uh, uh, basketball. Taylor, you remember this? Nappy-headed. Yes. Uh, he, I, yes. I've heard this. I've and heard this. It was the biggest, like, it was a huge scandal because Don Imus, for whatever reason in the world, had a very successful radio show that was also simulcasted on television. And he says this, uh, he says uh, there are a bunch of nappy-headed you-know-whats, 
And it, it was, like, obviously racist. I mean, the most yeah. racist thing you could ever say about a group of Disgusting. people. And it's like, dude, these guys are on are, are on TV, on the radio. They don't know. Like, first of all, you sh- nobody should have those convictions right, anyway. Yeah, it's good that these scumbags get exposed. It, the at end least of the day. they expose themselves. Because if somebody tweeted out, Tom Brenneman said that while he was surrounded by his coworkers, while he was literally about to go on the air. What is he saying behind closed doors? Right. Like I that mean, was part of the outrage. Yeah, I mean it's just bizarre. It's just part, bizarre. One of the best parts of this whole situation was on Twitter. Like I said, shame is going to war because people have the nerve to comment like, "Oh, why should he be sorry? Free speech. It's America." Oh, he is sorry when he issued that fake apology. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. He has the First Amendment right to say whatever the fuck he wants, but we also have the right to use our First Amendment to say he's a fucking bigot and an asshole. Oh, absolutely. And the media and the station and the team have the right to kick to his fire. ass off. Absolutely. they did, and he deserves. Which, I, I hate people, dude. Like, how are you going to defend a free speech in this stance? Like, well, you saw, you saw, you saw what, uh, what these idiots were talking to me about on Twitter. I had some idiots talking to me on Twitter, interacting with some me. Shockingly, idiots. Shockingly, there's idiots on Twitter. Um, but this guy was like, hey, listen, free speech, man. And I was like, okay, yeah, free speech. He said it. He said it. He had, he had the right to say it. And the Reds, uh, Fox Sports Ohio, has the right to fire him for what he said. Yep, That's you, also we, free speech. And we have the right to voice so, our opinion on what a scumbag he is. Absolutely. And somebody right away said, oh, but he changed. It happened 20 minutes ago. <laughs> that blew my mind that someone How said that. How did he change? Oh, he sw- he flipped a switch immediately. No, 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 <laughs> James. People change changed. immediately. You didn't know this? It's a You didn't know this? No, Can people change immediately. Like, what the like you, fuck? Like you people said, change what? when there are repercussions for yes. their actions. It's like it's And insanity. even then, they usually don't change. His yeah. apology didn't even sound real. He was sorry he got caught. Yep. Also, and that I was hate all it was. I hate to be like, oh, like, it's, it's like he got caught saying it. Like, Obviously, uh, like we all like I know these guys very well. We all condemn like like hatred like that. But it's like also you're on the air at a time of civil unrest. Yeah. Oh, so the, do not know what's happening in the, in the world. And you're going to even say that in front of a microphone. I saw someone say someone on Twitter tweet in regards to this. Like, I'm so sick of this cancel culture. It's like. It's like, okay, what, what he canceled f- himself. Yeah. Like, Tom Brenneman canceled himself. Th- this isn't like one of those things where they find an athlete's tweets when they're like 12. Yeah. This was a grown-ass yeah. man. A grown man who's been a broadcaster for the Reds for it's the probably, last probably broadcasted years. thousands of games. Right. These are not He's like, been the Reds play-by-play guy like, for 13 years. Like, okay. like I said, they'll go back and they'll find some tweets from someone when they were like 10, and that's like... That's like sort of different. Yeah, oh, this is like you are a grown man. You knew exactly what you were doing. You knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And listen, if he apologizes, you have to take it uh, for what it's worth. I think it was fake. But like, even if he does like like change and he like 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 totally like uh, educates himself on on these issues, it's like, well, you still really fucked up, my guy. At the point in life that he's at, you're stuck in your ways. Absolutely, yeah. he'll I, die, I, I would die tend, with those views. I would mm-hmm. tend to agree with that. But yeah, it, I mean that. It's sad that there's people like that, but when I saw that, but but uh, that's the one thing I found. I thought it was hilarious when Castellanos hit the home run and he and he called it and he hit that it was right, just oh my that God. will forever be he one of the right funniest clips of all time. Freezer. Poetic justice. Yeah, it's gonna, that's gonna go down as one of the funniest clips ever. You you brought up some good material so far, Vince. Hey man, I mean there's just been big news. So you carry the show. No, I, I, and, I, and I'm so grateful for Vince. Hey Vince's Taylor, are you paying attention? From carrying are you us. done your lunch? 
Oh, wait, are we still talking no, baseball? See, Seamus, this no, is what I see. Seamus, oh, I'm, like, I'm like the pitcher, and I just throw you a meatball in the middle, and your friend and, and, and I can hit it shooter. out of the park. There you go. Exactly. I, he thro- Vince throws me a 3-0 meatball right down Broadway, as Charlie Manuel said about... See, all right, let, let's go back on a tangent. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. <laughs> Here we go. I was at the Wall of Fame uh, induction of Charlie Manuel, the great Charlie Manuel, right, with my dad. Who's that? He, he, <laughs> I, 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 Some I don't guy. Know, he was a construction worker in Philadelphia for a long time. He's a great guy. So the Phillies inducted him. Everybody loved him. Working yeah. with Frank he, he, really, he was a great guy. And as what's his name said, who's that quarterback that says, oh, if I wasn't a quarterback, I'd be a construction Blake worker. Bortles. Six. Blake, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is a god for that. He's a legend. And anyway, back to the Charlie Manuel thing, right? I have a hard time getting stories together. Really? But, yeah. No, not <laughs> It's just absolute chaos in his head that. at all times. <laughs> so it's it's horrible. You, you try walking in my brains. Please, I don't want to. So Charlie Manuel is inducted into the Wall of Fame. Who is he? He's a great guy. He's in he the was the World coach Series. of the you Phillies. Really don't know Charlie oh. yeah. They won the World I Series. I thought, I thought you were joking. joking. He's obviously kidding. kidding around. Taylor. Oh, oh Jesus. He I don't know, man. Side. So he goes, uh, yeah, you know, like a... You know, like I'm so glad, you know, like a J Roll, Ryan, how J Roll, you know, like a. So he does, your, that's your only go to word. He does this. That's all he says. To be fair, he says, you know, like a. My favorite lot. part was when he said, and the best feeling in the world was bringing that trophy right down Broadway. Broadway, not Broad Street, Broadway. Let's be and real. Everybody um, stood on their feet and clapped and clapped and clapped. Well, they didn't know Charlie. what he said. They no, were they That's Charlie Manuel. And if he calls Broad Street Broadway, that's the way it's going to be. It's Broadway from now I on. Just, <laughs> he was on Broad and he was going a certain way. Oh, so he's so. not, he's not you, wrong. Taylor. Yeah. Thank you, you for it's the Broadway boys, baby. I just can't. I just uh, was scrolling on Twitter and I thought of a funny topic that we could talk about. All right. Um, so, did you guys see the clip of. Uh, a podcast. It's called uh, No Jumper. Oh, twenty two. I did not see. Oh it. my god. He had he had two girls on there who oh were like god. Instagram slash whatever girls. Oh, is this the one that, that got like a train run on the them by the, by she, the NBA? By the she went on this, the ship. Yes. She, she went on All this right, podcast sorry. basically and says that she sucked off seven members of one NBA team. So wait, let me get this first. Straight. So who this girl. Oh wait, I'm gonna get into that. Can, let me just like get it straight real quick. Go ahead. I'm gonna lay it out in black and white, right? So the, there's there's a woman that goes onto a podcast, right? Yes. And and she uh, is explaining how she blew an entire NBA team. That's not, not, not the entire NBA. So far. Okay, so she was, seven she guys. was getting she majority. Said, according to her, she mm-hmm. was getting fucked by someone that works for the team. The system manager. And then seven <laughs> players walked seven in. Seven players walked in. And they all got a turn. Wow, how about this? And She's, Devin Booker, okay. number one, yeah. so was he the was first no one. She was being discreetful on the show. She wouldn't okay. tell you what team. Yeah. But less than a couple hours later, she went on Instagram and immediately spilled the beans, said it was the Suns, and that Devin Booker was first in rotation. That's awesome. I mean, good for her. Free speech. <laughs> the, fun, Free the funniest speech. part. She can do whatever she wants. The I just funniest it was part about, Why would you about brag this. About that? The funniest part was that so she she's talking about how she did she did this, you know, and and, and good for her. I I respect her. Whatever yeah, she, her. Whatever, she whatever, get, whatever she makes her happy. By an entire basketball team. God God bless her. Hey, well, she I mean, didn't fuck them all. She just sucked them each, all. Teach well, their own. All of them. Good for her. Teach their I own. She enjoyed each each blow. But, the the girl who was who was next to her was was saying like oh you know she's she she's just shy and then oh yeah the, she's the, real host, shy. the host of the show is just immediately like well how could she be shy she's telling us she's telling the entire world that she well, just sucked off seven NBA players the, in a row that would be the opposite the guy, of the by their the guy that runs this podcast his name's Adam twenty two he's like a hip hop journalist not this mm-hmm. podcast okay. it's it's a different podcast he, he's a no. hip hop journalist his first question for this girl was what, was what did you do with all the nuts. 
Oh, dude. What did you do with all the nuts? Yep. She all gave right. a very quick answer. And what was her answer to, to, she, to that question? Swallowed. She's not so a quitter, she's dude. Swallowed. She's not a quitter. She is a swallower, <laughs> damn it. And I hope she she, she tells everyone if else you could, that. If you could pump oh, her stomach, the entire world. imagine the... That that's what of KFC was saying. Saying. Yeah. They were talking about that on bar. Imagine if you could pump her stomach and get a hold of that cocktail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would be able to create a super oh, soldier. God. Insane <laughs> super Maybe that's her angle. Maybe, that's her, maybe she already... The uh, Sixers uh, need to put a lease down on that right now. <laughs> maybe she already, she already gagged up, for lack of a better term, all, this cocktail of cock juice. Please give me a better right, term. <laughs> right. This cocktail of cock juice. Maybe she gagged up. it up. And, and maybe it's if in a lab. If she didn't throw up, hold you on, can't throw hold up. Hold on. I have an idea. Maybe Dr. Fauci has it in a lab somewhere and the reason why the country still shut down isn't because of the rona it's because he's trying to figure out this what mega the fuck this is going on with this this massive <laughs> cells and this mega person is gonna is gonna is gonna rule the nba for years to come and not play for the sixers listen i'm not sure i I, do, I i don't think he's right but i don't know enough about biology <laughs> to say well he's wrong be. well you it, can't prove me wrong do you? It would only be like one <laughs> semen that makes it to the Yeah, end. you're right. Okay. I know. I know well, I mean, yeah. but no, see, what we're saying like is you take science. all the genetic material from each one. Here, here's what I don't like about science. Happens. Like they combine It's like <laughs> it, there's like a race between all of the semens, yeah. you know, and they're all semen. <laughs> Who wants it the most? Oh my God, see, is this the birds and the bees talk? They're, they're all men, the men, the men of the sea. I'm sure Devin and they're rowing. It seems like he wants it more. But here's what I don't like. He ruled that team to the playoffs almost. He did. I don't like science because it gets in the way of like what I want things to be. Meaning, like, I wish there was a heaven. Science says they're not. So, uh, you know, 50-50 on that. Hey, it's the Lord. same thing. That like, was I, dark. Like, I kind of wish that this that, 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 that this woman who banged all or swallowed all these sons, yeah, there's a for difference. lack of a better term. Jimmy Doyle, Phoenix please Phoenix. do not listen the to reason, this podcast. Uh, I hope that she somehow is able to form a mega person that will contribute to the NBA for years to come. Seamus, what are we going to do if our dad listens to this? <laughs> oh, my well, God. He'll probably die wait. of a massive heart attack. The reason that I <laughs> thought of this topic is because I was, again, scrolling on Twitter and someone tweeted, I know someone who can fix a Sixers chemistry issues and tweeted her picture. <laughs> I, I don't think I, you know I don't what? think she could. Is it possible? Is it possible? Is she a shooting like, coach? If, hold on, hold on. Is it possible if I reached out to her on Twitter to get her on the show? I, Probably I think, not. Yeah, I think she's too big now. She, now you she's so? yeah. now she's to the moon, Seamus. I mean, well, I know, she was I already could, a huge Instagram. I mean, I know, but I do you have enough so. money? No, but I could tell her that a bunch of Sixers are sitting in the in the in the back room and, <laughs> and that you know they want a chance, they want to turn. I mean, maybe that'll work. I Listen, can this is terribly degrading and to then I can, and then Hey, I can no. Get, and then By I can all get, means, do whatever you want. I just thought it was funny and then the I way can, I can get Chris Hansen in here and tell her to have a seat right over there. Well, no, you would get Maury. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Maury. You kind of need Maury there. Dude, my pipe dreams of, of guests on the show is insurmountable. Insurmountable. I mean, I've already well, had... they're probably all going to die by the time you get famous enough to... Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He's, he's like, <laughs> let me get Don Rickles in here. Oh. <laughs> Sore subject, chill out. Like, did you go there, dude? Like, did you really have to Don't say that? Don't talk about Regis. Dude, he was like 90. <laughs> Don't right. talk about Regis. No, let's talk about Regis. <laughs> That's not. We've done enough. All right, talk done, about done with Regis. I did an entire. Not that you listen to this. No, I heard. I, I did an I, entire I the Regis segment to Regis Philbin. Meanwhile, this guy's over there. Like, are you kidding me? He's horrible. Yeah, it's like. Is that how you think he talks? No, but he was a little uh, <laughs> asshole. Who, who's horrible? You you were ripping me as I was giving a tribute to Regis Philbin. Oh yeah, he's just whatever. Like, what do you mean? He's a he's a he's a trailblazer for broadcasters everywhere, the world over. We would not know the industrial America we have today without Regis. <laughs> we wouldn't know who Kelly Rip is. That's for damn sure. If it wasn't for Regis, didn't Kelly have or the show Michael before Strahan. Regis? No, Kathy Lee did. Get your facts. 
Anyway, Seamus gets well, heated well, about Regis. I got owned. Seamus gets heated about <laughs> on Regis on daytime dude. TV from twenty years ago. <laughs> oh god! All right. Speaking of heroes to to the world and the universe, and uh, how about that kid Carter Hart? I like Patsy. Oh, Carter Hart. Carter Hart's yes. great. I gotta go get oh, my charger man. real quick. I can't. So you guys again, talk. I said this. Is last my charger time. in there? I said this oh, the no. last time. No. I can't believe that he is twenty two years old oh, doing no. the things he's doing. He's yeah, insane. you know, I'm I'm here just like kind of like re- regurgitating myself into this blue microphone, and he's he's my age, and he is uh, leading a team to 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 some really nice playoff What's wins. Up, I mean, he's and it's kind of making me look at my life and realize how pathetic it is. He's the king of the city right now. Yeah, I he's completely the best agree. Yeah. Right the Flyers are the one. <laughs> I tweeted seed. that earlier. Flyers are the one seed. He's playing the most important position on a hockey team, uh-huh. and he's doing it at an extremely high level. And he's literally he's he's exactly what the Flyers have needed because mm-hmm. as a, I've been a Flyers fan for a long time. The Flyers have never yeah, he's been a Flyers a fan goalie. for the past couple of weeks. We've never had a goalie. He's a liar. I know. No, yeah. no, Pat's I been bleed. His, I bleed orange and black. Pat's kid. been a Flyers fan for a decent right amount here. of time. You know, well, that's because you have a multitude of health problems. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I uh, mean, yeah, no, I agree. There's probably other reasons the, for that too. The Flyers <laughs> have been lacking a goalie for. Forever. As long as I have been alive, pretty much. They've always they they always haven't they've had a goalie, and they've always had a trash coach. But they've always they've had all the other pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it was it's it's obvious wa- watching them play that they were just missing they were just missing a little bit, and they finally got rid of the coach. They got this great young goalie. He's finally ready to play in the NHL, and he's absolutely lighting it up. And he's only twenty two. And when you look at goalies, goalies typically don't start when they're twenty two. Yeah, no, and they, no. they they definitely don't start at this level. Mm-hmm. You know. Two shutouts in a row. Especially, yeah, especially when you're overshadowing Carey Price. Yeah. Who's one of the Carey best Price goalies. One, bitch, one of the greatest the to ever do it. Carey you Price, think he's a bitch? I think he's a bitch because in game one of the series, I think it was, uh, whoever got, someone on the Flyers got pushed into the net by another Canadians player. Uh-huh. And Carey Price, while on the ground, like, like kind of like faked him out with like a punch. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, dude, what, what are you doing? Your team. And then the next game, there was a bit of a scru- uh, scuffle in front of the uh, net, and Carey Price was like throwing his his mitt from behind one of the other players and like backing out of it. Like, stop being a little bitch, dude. I would like nothing more than Carter Hart to kick his ass. <laughs> I would yeah. love to see that. We should just we should just chalk all the other players. Yeah, just get those back. two. Have a meet up in center I mean, ice and yep. just duke it I mean, out. Dude, you know, you, you got Ray Emery on your helmet. You got a legacy to live up to. You got to whoop ass. Yeah. Because Ray Emery fucking whooped ass he when did. he was in the NHL. Can I just interject real quick? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. As I tend to do. Just just blow this out of the park and take us somewhere where we don't even want to go. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll seize this, John. I'll stay in the vicinity uh, because we have guests. I'm not rude. But uh, Jim Jackson is the voice of the Philadelphia Flyers, correct? That's what he is. And every time that I look at Jim Jackson, I think, oh, there's a guy with a weird mustache. Nothing weird, though, because he... He's a lovely man. Hey, he broadcasts games for the Flyers. He must be okay. He's a great man. However, I must say... Oh, boy. He's a decent uh, 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 hockey announcer, I guess. Very good hockey announcer. He's a good hockey announcer. But his home run call in baseball... Uh, gives me nightmares that you wouldn't even believe the nightmares I get. What do you mean? He says, and here's Kingery. It's a long drive in the left field, and that one is gone. Goodbye. He's been stuck on this for like the he past week. He says gone goodbye. <laughs> why? No, like, why do you say that? Would you rather have him scream like that obnoxious White Sox commentator? <laughs> yes. Hulk Harrelson? Yes. That ball hit deep. Get the fuck out of here. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. And then put it on the ball. Yeah. That's, yeah, I would and rather then he have says, that. He says yes several more times, but let's please <laughs> yes, let's, yes, let's just yes. stick, stick with could, the one yes. You could never watch soccer. 
I mean, oh those uh, you would lose your mind. They, you they, they scream about the goal for three minutes tops. Yeah. But yeah. I enjoy that. Uh, I, I just don't enjoy Jim Jackson saying gone goodbye. He just has a problem with Jim Jackson. I don't yeah, get it. I don't like Jim Jackson. He emailed me once. And last last night we we're Seamus literally talking about this. I was Jim saying Jackson. that he's an incredible. He's an incredible hockey guy. And Seamus was like, "Yeah, but I hate him." I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Because he calls home runs terribly." Oh, I'm like, <laughs> "Baseball." So you day. hate a hockey announcer for calling baseball terribly? Dude, he, pro- he probably correct. like doesn't really like understand what's going on in baseball, and he still like just gave it, you know, his best shot. And mm-hmm. you're, you're really going to tear the man to shreds for well, because operating could, outside of his profession. But because you know? I could be doing that, could you? Well, yeah. I mean, Are you kidding me? You could. Yeah. Three balls, two strikes, and the pitch swung on, chopped on the ground, a third. I can do it. There you go. There you go. Anyway, back but are to the, you? Back there's to the no, Flyers. Um, there's no game on right no, now. We're no making way. shit up. Back to the Flyers. That's what he was going to say. They're coming off a 5-3 loss up in the series 3-2. You think they close it out tomorrow? Yeah, I think they will. Yeah. I think See, they it's it's hard to tell because th- this Montreal team is is they're they're very good. They're they still going to fight too. Yeah. I, I prefer that you call them the Canadians or the Habs. Okay. So just forget Montreal. We're just going to pretend it never existed. I prefer the Canadians or the Habs while, yeah, I'm, in yeah. the room. while I'm in the room. All right. But go ahead. Is, is, he still in the, is he still in the room? Sadly. No, oh. I left. All right. All right. Talking weeball. Yeah. All right. The Canadians. Thank you very much. They're a good team. They got a lot of speed. Obviously, they have Price. You know, he's he's an absolute savage. As and Weber. You, they have right. Weber, too. Yeah. As long as you've got a goalie man in hockey, you're always going to make yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in the playoffs. Um, so it, it really is hard to tell if... You know, like when they're going to win. I really hope they win at the next game. Yeah. Because I, I think the Flyers are going to are going to uh, clinch it. Because because we we definitely need need to rest our guys for sure. Yeah. Last night was a tough game. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they they were they were fighting their asses off, especially with the uh, the double minor when they had the five minutes. Yeah. So and are we um, all in agreement uh, that the Flyers are going to advance? Oh, thank you for the cutoff. Oh, I, think, um, <laughs> I definitely think they advance. Yeah, I definitely think they advance. Yeah. Um, I Hopefully honestly they've they, they've got a shot at a Stanley Cup if if uh, if if things go their way. You need mm-hmm. you need luck in hockey. They need to get their uh, their goal scoring back up. Uh-huh. Uh, for the last couple games, I know that last game they scored three, but before that, two one goal yeah. games in a row. It's like. Yeah, that, that's cool for now. But like by the time you're playing teams like Tampa Bay, given that you make it that far, you're going to need more than a goal to win those games. Like, and that's what you saw before they started the playoffs, too. They were scoring more goals right. a game, which that's, was nice to see. It's and just, only, only scoring one a game is putting way on too good much teams, too. Yeah. Only on very scoring good teams. one a game is putting way too much pressure on your 22 year old yeah. goalie yeah, no, in the 100%. playoffs. Uh-huh. Like, you know, he as great as he is, you're going to need to help him out a little bit. And mm-hmm. it, what what was really uh, kind of pissed me off the other night was you know we we would score and we'd be like all right you know finally it's a game mm-hmm. and then just immediately immediately they, immediately yeah. they, would they score. were really lucky with shots too because yeah. Carter Hart was playing them perfectly and it would literally the I remember the one literally just glanced off the top of his shoulder and if it yeah. had gone if it had gone an inch lower it would have glanced off of his shoulder and over the net I mean I mean it's hockey you know yeah. the, the the great thing about Carter Hart is that he's so like positionally sound mm-hmm. that. Pretty much any shot, there, there's 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 a really good chance that it's not going in just yeah. just because he's going to be in the right place. You yeah. know, obviously they sneak through, but uh, Philly is really lucky to have a guy like him, especially at a time when the Sixers have Al Horford on like a hundred million dollar contract, and uh, the Phillies are just well hundred thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was off by a little bit, but the Phillies are also they're they're just Phillying. You know, mm-hmm. they're doing that thing where they're just awful, or they mm-hmm. they stay here. Uh-huh. That they're like right now they're playing against the Blue Jays. They started off this game. What were they up seven to one in the first inning? It's now seven six. Yeah, and they lost game one uh, 
in walk-off fashion. Yeah, Alvarez, you know, Alvarez got nailed. It's, that, it's that getting is one of the greatest athletic plays I've ever seen. That was insane. That pitcher got smoked in the nuts and still completed the out at first. Now, that's what oh you call, that's what you call dedication. It was a 105-mile-an-hour ball to the nuts. That's they had to of, have exploded. That's one of the greatest. They had to have exploded. They, they I, wear, like, they so wear wait, cups. You think his, his, Even he, I don't think that. he did. Because <laughs> the way he went down, he went down oh. like a sack of flour. Oh, literally, I can't move past this. You think that his ball sack exploded yeah. on the play? 100%. 105 mile an hour now, now, how am I scientifically inept? Is this Meanwhile, the first this guy can sit there and say his balls blew up. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? Ask Tower this question because he has an answer. You were going to say, is this the first? Is this the first uh, X-rated edition of the podcast? Oh, no. Or? No. God no! The, the no. end of the last. Show. They've gone, in, <laughs> they've oh, gone into bad. into loads well, and exploding not they. genitals. I don't they. remember not the they. end of the last show. Uh, you made an accusation about the 08 Phillies team. Oh yeah, the Swingers Club. Oh, but that was like two weeks ago. I thought that was last week. Oh, that's the last show. Oh, okay, the last. Seamus made a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Seamus tried to bring yeah, back the horny hour. Oh, okay. The horny hour. The horny hour. <laughs> yeah, and we have that seat empty in, in, in memory of Nick Sacco, who couldn't be with us today. <laughs> you say yeah. that like he died. He's still alive. <laughs> anyway, uh, hopefully the Flyers close us out He's tomorrow. hanging on by a thread. That would be to go awesome. Out, grab some beers and watch. You uh-huh. know, whatever. If Could we be lose, the move. If we lose, you know, fight someone. Just get pissed off. I wouldn't fight anybody. I can't fight. I'd fight Seamus. He already right. threw me through a wall before. <laughs> Seamus so. just better hope he's not within distance of any of us at the Flyers. <laughs> yeah. no, I think he'll probably lot. step on you, Seamus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess. Even, Could happen. Right. So I feel like that's a good note. I don't note know to, why uh, like, I'm going to uh, get attacked if the Flyers lose. <laughs> I just don't understand that. <laughs> because you're you're going to be like, oh, the announcer, oh, he makes me know. <laughs> Jim Jackson uh, sucks. Like, Dude, like, throw it's your Jim Jackson. Throw your I, won't, I won't go to a parade just in spite of Jim Jackson. Well, well, we won't have a parade. No, to spite Jim Jackson. Wow, you really got him. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's shaking in his in yeah. his booth. I thought right you were gonna now. say grave, but never mind. Why are you killing people? I don't know. Why are they beating me up? As soon as he doesn't like someone, he just writes them off in their head. Yeah. They're in a grave. In his head, like he's just Speaking like. Speaking of people he's I don't dead. like, uh, John from the two one five live show <laughs> gave me a shout out like on air. Oh, that was great. And, and I thought it was great. Were you here? You were producing, yes. right? Okay, good. Uh, so he goes, ah, Seamus from the from, from the Nosebleed show says, uh, don't forget the, to listen to the Nosebleeds. And then Frankie, who's the only person that brings some sort of dignity to this uh, to this operation, this entire operation, Frankie Donahue. You're only saying this because he, he was only, on your side. Frankie is the one that brings class, humility. Uh, uh, he just brings – he's better looking than John, clearly. Uh, you, of course, are, are great for in doses. But Frankie, <laughs> but Frankie is just like a guy who's just like a nice person. You know, he's great. Probably talks a lot of shit behind my back. If he does, that's fine. But to my face, he's very nice. And he defended me, and he said that was a goddamn good business move, and I'm a businessman. Thank you. I have a question for your brother. Okay. <laughs> when did he turn into, like, a 50-year-old man at heart? Oh, uh, when he was, like, eight. Yeah. Oh, so this has been a thing. It's oh, it's been a thing. A long things? time. He used to he used to call himself an an old soul. I was like, dude, we're twelve. And you, yeah, like, <laughs> and you're twelve. Oh no! Like, what are you talking about? You know? Do you want to follow up? He's Ask been him. listening. He's okay. been listening I'll to Bob you, Dylan since get, he was seven. I'll give you three questions. You already asked my brother one. You can ask him two more about my personal life. What am I a fucking genie? Go ahead. Go yeah. Because I know you want to. I know you're a, you're fascinated with me. <laughs> go ahead. Does anything come Actually, to you mind? Know what? All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a nice neutral one. The hardest time he's made you laugh. The hardest time he's yes. made me laugh? Yeah. 
nothing comes it to would mind. Have to be, it would have to be driving back from the shore that one I time. I mean, it's really hard to think of positive memories involving Shane. <laughs> wow. What about what about the time serious? we were driving back from the shore and all we were doing was imitating Mr. Sacco the entire way back? Oh, um, We were crying laughing. I must have been on something because I don't remember that. Uh, you weren't. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Are you serious, dude? You can't think of the one artist time he's ever made me laugh. I made you laugh. I really can't. All right, that's fine. Nothing embarrassing. Do you want yeah. to ruin my relationship with my family even further by asking a follow-up <laughs> question? You already said it's terrible. So what am I gonna do? Oh, but I joke. But now it's real, and it's it's it hurts right now. Everything hurts. Because <laughs> I asked your brother a question. Yeah, but can you ask him one well, more? Well, that's though? the theme. That's the theme of today. It's hurt. Can, can, yeah, that's true. Johnny <laughs> Cash would be proud. It's, ask him it's one a bad more. day for everyone. Ask him one more while I slit my wrists. Ask him one more. Go ahead. Drunkest you ever seen him? <laughs> Drunkest I've ever seen him? Yes. <laughs> I got a good one for that. No, he, he, he gets really drunk, but I get really drunk too, and usually I'm drunker than him. So, yeah, you know. Pat, Pat definitely. He's, he's never been different. more turned up than you, though? Uh, no, he, he probably has, but um, I feel like this I is feel a, like we should pass this one off to O'Leary. I feel like I'm watching like, like he's got he's like probably got a better one. show. So like like when I die, and the podcast continues inevitably, I feel like this is what it's going to be for about a week, and then all right, let's move on. You're famous now. You went viral because because the kid died. Yeah. Hopefully it's him and not You're, me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, this way too so morbid. back to the Seamus drunk story. I love you. I <laughs> one love night, you. you know how we were talking about he likes he used you. to like to drink Bud Light Platinums, right? Yes. yes. So one night, no one was drinking but him. And he That's drank. Yeah. So he bought a twelve pack of Bud Light Platinums and he probably drank about eight of them. Ooh. And <laughs> next thing we know, he's like asleep, not not fully asleep, but like laying like all crazy on the couch. We talk about shaving and, cream. Oh yeah, we're oh, talking God. about shaving cream. <laughs> so, I, I know this. How old was he? Oh boy, this was twenty one. No, no, I don't think he was twenty one. Might have been two years ago. No, it was more than that. It was like my sophomore year of uh, college. I was probably 20, 21. Yeah, he was like probably that. like 20. And he was probably about 300 pounds more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, and, yes. And, um, I actually so have a picture of this. I, I also do have a picture of this. It's great. But he is like drunk as fuck, just like on the couch, like sprawled out. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, one of his friends that we were there with, she goes, does, do you know if he has shaving cream anywhere? <laughs> so Spoiler alert. We had shaving cream. <laughs> they had shaving cream. If, if you had to guess, what time was this? This was probably 10 like 10, oh, 10 30 at I night. I couldn't remember. Yeah, so. Um, Obviously, I'm not asking it starts, you, It me. starts out with just the, the typical like shaving cream prank in the hand where you put it in his hand yeah. and then he, you tickle his nose. So he, we do that. He gets it all over his face. And then we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just cover his entire body in shaving cream. <laughs> So, so we're sitting there just spraying him over with shaving. Was this at the house that he sleeps in? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. this was wow. on the couch. He was laying on the couch. Too. This yeah. was at the house. It was a bitch to clean up. <laughs> this was at the house in which I live. So I'm I'm sleeping on my couch, dreaming of Bruce Springsteen, and and, and there's leather. Shit. It was leather though. So it was, yeah, it was, was like okay. It was, I'm was, there, was there any guardians at this house? Uh, no. no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> you think you get people like me and Seamus with parents? You know, you don't <laughs> get that. Actually, the most mature person in that house. Shout out Meg Brown. Local, uh, she was the one that came Loyal up with the idea. The show. She was the one who wanted us she to bully you. She was the one. You. Meg really wanted uh, me full of shaving cream, and she wanted me to be miserable. But shout out to her for making a good picture. It's a really good picture. Funny one. He's just covered in shaving so cream. So I'm just His covered in shaving cream. Upper body is and, just and covered. It, and I, I, I guess they wake me up for half a second, and I look like uh, absurd. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, like I just look so drunk and so stupid. But that was definitely the drunkest I've ever been. Probably. 
I would say. That you can remember. Now that I can uh, remember, absolutely. Have you guys ever told the story about Vince? When Vince, <laughs> so Vince, Vince, Vince actually, really let's Vince let Vince just had a fucking actually, face of horror. Right, now, now this is going to be the last, the last segment of the show. We only have a couple minutes left, but let's get this in real quick. Are we on the same page? Vince? Vince? Are we on the same page? Uh, where I perform last rites on? Yes. That? Okay, Vince, <laughs> you, do you want to lay it out? Um, so let's just say that this was only, I'd probably say maybe the second time I ever got drunk. And he told me, so which was the problem. He we, told me that. Yeah, yeah this, is, this actually might be the first time I met you, it was. Pat. It so was. Uh, we were at Pat's house, because like, at the time, I wasn't that close to Seamus. I knew Seamus, but... Are we always party at Pat's we, house? Yeah. Pat's yeah. house is notorious until yeah. things ended, but... Uh, Don't let Dad listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Pat was having a winter... I think that it was... Um, so Roman, we had off on a uh, Friday, I think it was. So on yeah. Thursday night, me, Pat, and a bunch of dudes from Roman... Went to Pat's house. Seamus was there. Pat was there. And uh, we drank. And this is only about the second time I ever got drunk. So I got pretty, pretty fucking whacked. And uh, O'Leary was not being a great, uh, <laughs> great influence on me as he continued to egg me on to get even more hammered. And I don't know what time it was, but eventually I passed out. I woke up the next morning wrapped up in toilet paper. Like a mummy. <laughs> yeah, like, like a mummy. He woke up. I, I have... Um, I have like a powder room, like towards the dining room area. A powder room. Uh, a pow- <laughs> whatever, dude. A pirate room. A it's a fucking room. bathroom. A bathroom. It, 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 it is a bathroom. Fifty year old. There's a toilet in there with a sink, and and he's on the ground in this, <laughs> uh, uh, like on the ground in my bathroom. On the ground. I wake up because I worked on at the ground. I worked at uh, the Dunkin' Donuts for like a shift. Where was it? Uh, Havertown. Oh. No. Uh, Drexel Hill. Drexel Hill. Is it's it by like right next to his house. Uh, d- uh, it's, nah, it's not by Wawa. It's the Dunkin' Donuts on Township Line Road. You know where Giant is on Township Line? Across from the Quarry Center. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, these are minor details that don't mean anything. So he wakes it's up. super So I, I go in there, and, and we have a friend named Janelle. Friend, lightly. <laughs> this guy named Janelle. A guy named Janelle? Yeah, yeah. He's, yes. he's pretty cool. Is a man, yes. Uh, so, so Janelle's in there. He's like, yo, like I think there's something wrong with this guy. Like, whatever. And I'm like, oh shit! Like I was like, turn him on his side. So I was, I saw that he was breathing, but I was like, this isn't. He's not gonna live. He's not gonna so make it. He's he's not gonna. He's surely not gonna be alive for much longer. So I proceed in, in my Catholic guilt to give him the last rites to administer the last rites of the Catholic Church. Now I did not have communion with me. I so, just said, wait, in the eyes of God, am I dead? Uh, yeah. He's not an ordained minister. Listen, God, God's a tricky fellow. Know. <laughs> who, who, who knows what's going on with him? So you know? I, I administer the last rites to the best of my ability to Vince, and I'm like, I gotta go to work. So at least his soul is gonna be uh, uh, forever uh, uh, enshrined into the non-existent abyss. That next day was was brutal. I took a shower <laughs> at their house, and then so he cur- survived. By the way, everyone was hungover, but I was like on another level. I was just curled up in a ball as everyone was watching. It's always sunny on the TV. I was just on the floor, cr- softly crying. Yeah, yeah, I woke up and the first thing I did was I just cracked another Bud Light Platinum because I was like, I'm not dealing with this see, hangover. The, yeah, Pat, see, at the time, and that's the power move. At yep. the time, I was a rookie and drinking. Mm-hmm. Now I know if I wake up feeling like shit, you just got to crack another one. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he's time. like, he's looking at me, he's like, how are you doing that? And I was like, this is, I'm telling you, this is the only way to get over because it. Patrick O'Leary <laughs> is a tank, god damn it. All right, now we have yep. to wrap up the show because I'm yes, going to I'm gonna end up owing this producer who sits there and makes fun of me millions by, by the end <laughs> of this one. But I just want to uh, send out a couple reminders. We have been trying to uh, grow the show more on social media. Uh, I created a, a, a YouTube account. 
Are you going to play me out now? No, yep. I, I think it's good background music. So good background. this one's for all our fallen, all our fallen ancestors who would have loved to have their own podcast and have the potential to make it in the sports media world. Anyway, talk about the YouTube. Mr. Portnoy, I'm talking to you. I am available. Oh, he's dead. I am available. I heard you're dealing with the Rona. I don't know if that's true. I hope you get well soon. But anyway, we are on social media. Turn down Johnny a little bit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm trying to plug my shit. <laughs> Follow Classic. us on Twitter, at FTNB, uh, pod, right? Yes, at And FTNB I created pod. a YouTube account for the show, where, and I just discovered screen recording was a thing. So I've been having a lot of yeah. fun with that. I'll, I'll show you something after the show. I, I've been doing like some little uh, clips of the show, posting them on YouTube, post, posting them on Facebook. And uh, so, like, we're hoping to really expand this thing a little, a little bigger, because uh, we, we think that what we do here is not only entertaining, but it's entertaining, and we think that more and good for you. And we think more people should be exposed to what we do in this magical blues clues of a room, as you can see the black and blue, which is a great color. But um, you know, we're on. So search YouTube, oh Seamus Doyle on YouTube. I didn't change it to from the nosebleeds yet. Okay. S e a m u s d o y l e on YouTube. Uh, I'll send out some links on Twitter later, but uh, don't forget to follow me at St. Seamus, S-A-I-N-T-S-E-A-M-U-S. You? Uh, at Vince Lobiondo. Just go on FTMB pod and you'll find me in the bio. And Taylor, what's your... What's your, what's your uh, find me at the same place. Okay. So he doesn't... He's a very private, strange right. guy, I guess, because yeah, he doesn't I'm want... strange. He doesn't... You don't want... You <laughs> Talking don't, to a mic for a living. You <laughs> think that there's enough exposure of me. That's true. Yeah. You're, you're bigger than all of us. I know. Just keep rubbing it in. All right, guys. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs> we had a great time. I love you all. Everyone.